Today, in the first of four shows, we're meeting entrepreneurs completing the Block Dojo program in London. It's a 12-week incubator course for startups which are building on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. On the night of their final showcase to investors, I'll be hearing how some of these new businesses plan to use BSV to help with finding a job, planning a trip, and buying a car. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. The only thing that can't be replaced by ChatGPT is people's skills. First up is Lena Rancevich, whose Reputy startup is aimed at revolutionizing the market for jobs and skills. Reputy is the new CV. It is a lens that magnifies your talent. So, Lena, what is Reputy? Reputy is a soul-bound talent wallet that helps people to better express themselves and find better jobs and faster. Now, for people who don't know it, soul-bound is a sort of technical term to do with identity, I think. Yes, uh, this term was uh, suggested by the founder of Ethereum, uh, Vitalik Buterin, and the soulbound token contains your personal information, which is validated. It could, could be your medical history or driving history, anything that goes into your digital ID or digital passport, and you can share access to it, and reputation and your soft skills credentials, in my case, become a soulbound token. Right, So, and you're going to put all this on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. Yes. Because that's uh, what Block Dojo is all yes. about. And so just tell me what the first version of the product will include then. So we have developed a, a prototype that helps people to capture evidences of soft skills every day from morning till late night disco, probably for the Gen Z. So it works like a dual camera that captures myself demonstrating a skill like public speaking or leadership or teamwork and the audience of people around me who could validate me for this skill. Uh, the picture will be time-stamped and location-stamped and it goes into my wallet when people uh, say, confirm that I demonstrated a certain skill. So I need to share the photo with them. could be a video, TikTok style. And they say, yes, Lena uh, was good at public speaking. And this new entry goes into my wallet. And there is no scoring, so no assessment. It's not traumatic, unlike other reviews platforms. And it's all about the quality and quantity of events. And then on the other side, if I'm applying for jobs, the employer can uh, open the link to my rep team open the cards with skills, tap into empathy, for example, and see the number of events when I demonstrated the skills, and then see every event in detail. And, and the events will each be represented by a photograph that you've uploaded Could be on chain. Yes, could be any type of media. Um, I, I personally prefer short video, like a 15-second TikTok-style video that shows the person in action. So if I want to um, show as you say, a potential employer, what I've got on Reputy, can I pick and choose which bits they see? Yes. Or, right, so it's not going to be like the problem with Facebook where no. things you don't want to have. You own your data and you share the access to whatever data you want to share. Right. Absolutely and, controllable. And so what's the business model and who is, who is paying who here? So it is a freemium business model available for everyone like LinkedIn. And we have three audiences. One is job seekers. 
and there is a premium access for them. They'll get access to data, to signals, whatever. Um, a new vacancy appears that matches their skill set exactly. They'll receive a signal to apply for a vacancy. Then the secondary audience is employers. They'll be paying a monthly fee to get access to the talent platform, and they will be able to pick the right talent with soft skills and hard skills combined. This is the missing spot. And there's an uh, embedded marketplace for coaches, services, and uh, training courses. And uh, these companies will be paying a commission. It does sound like a rival to LinkedIn. A little bit, but it's a new category. So my product is category defining. It's something in between. As I say, we're not competing. We're be- we are building on the existing behaviors. So there's playability of the social media. Gen Z will love it because there's a lot of creativity and customized interfaces inside. I'm not giving the secrets out because right. we have our own method. There's soulbound tokens from Web3 and data ownership. And there's some science from uh, psychometric tests and uh, tests related to soft skills. So a lot of self-assessment. So it's something in between probably hard to understand now, but Repity will become the new CV and the new standard for the future of work. Right. Now, your background, uh, I know that you were head of Samsung in Belarus for about eight years. Yes. And so your skills are to do with uh, management, project management and so on. Is, Is entrepreneurship something new to you with this project? No, this is my third impact business. So um, we have a family business in hospitality in Ukraine. Uh, I had a consultancy agency. Uh, I've been in in this business for seven years already. I've been mentoring uh, creative economy businesses and I'm a mentor at different incubators in Kyiv. So entrepreneurship is something that lives inside me. Right. So you've got a lot of experience already. Um, What new things have been useful to you from the BlockJojo program? I really enjoyed the in-person experience and uh, all the workshops and the internal team that empowered me as a solo founder. I had access to a LinkedIn expert, a marketing expert, designers, uh, investment director, um, amazing mentors. I could choose from 100 mentors with different experience and great reputation. So I felt like I joined a whole team. Uh, I'm really sorry to leave the boat now (laughs) because I'll be missing the team. But I feel confident and empowered. And this is my new journey. So as far as the product goes, if I want to sign up, I guess I'll be downloading an app. Will I? Yes. And then just creating an account. Yes. And then I won't really need to know anything about Bitcoin SV, no, I suppose. Not at all. No, this is the beauty of it. Because some of the people who are using the service will be, as you say, employers Mm-hmm. And that, so they will have a different kind of an account, presumably. Yes. What would the pitch be to an employer? So as soon as the, pop, the platform is populated by millions of profiles, it becomes a talent marketplace. And those people who wish to share their credentials, looking for jobs, the same as on LinkedIn. So they will become, they will make the product and they will make themselves available for new vacancies. So employers would sign up and get access to this talent platform and they they will be able to choose people by filters if they need 
team workers or maybe more uh, introversial people or people with high communication skills or persevering people. So they'll be able to choose the right talent and to make more accurate decisions about hiring. And um, as the data shows, and I've read lots of reports by LinkedIn and Deloitte and uh, other um, companies, uh, the cost of bad hires in the UK starts from 15k for junior positions and 57% of employers can't properly assess the personality and specifically soft skills and 89% of bad hires are caused by the mismatch of soft skills. So you can imagine the the size of pain and companies are losing a lot of time, money and mental space when they're trying to onboard a new person without Mm. understanding their personality. Well, it sounds like an amazing project, and I wish you every luck with it, Lena. Thank you. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. Travel brands are investing in Web3. Despite whatever you read in the newspapers about the metaverse, they're investing. They know it's the future. Disrupting the travel industry with Web3, it's Alex Hurd's Travelverse. Please invest with us so that we can scale and make it happen for them quicker. So, Alex, tell me about Travelverse, please. Travelverse. So we are we provide travel experiences in the metaverse, and we're working with some leading hotels and landmarks who've come to us, and they've requested us to create immersive travel experiences based around city tours. And the reason they've come to us is we're actually a spin out of an existing travel company uh, called Travel Curious, and Travel Curious is a leading travel tech company, and they provide physical tours to a a global network of hotels. So if I'm wanting to look at your uh, metaverse version of the tour, how would I do that? Just go online to your website or what? Very good question. So we'll we'll be an app in the the meta store initially. Uh, We know that some other big players are going to be launching, like Apple, are going to be launching hopefully this year. So we will also be in in their store as well. And you will come into a, a virtual world and you'll be able to pick a city that you want to go to or you always wanted to go to. So it might be San Diego. And then you will be able to see a range of tours in that city that you can go on. And they'll be themed tours. And when you say tour, uh, do I just sort of switch it on and then I'm led through and it lasts a certain duration of time? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's a really good question. So each tour will take, you know, depending on how many uh, people, how many destinations or landmarks we have in the tour will take 15 to, to 30 minutes and there'll be you know, six six destinations to visit in a in a local area and that will be a mix of hotels and other landmarks like art galleries restaurants etc great and so what's the business model the, the hotels and landmarks are paying 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 for this service so they they are really keen on getting engagement with travelers before they book so hotels make 20% more money if you book direct with that hotel uh, because they get more opportunity to, to, to upsell them, um, yeah, to, to eat in the restaurant, et cetera. Uh, and they're very keen on targeting millennial users. So millennial users are the fastest growing segment of the leisure industry, taking an amazing, I don't know if you knew this, taking an amazing 35 days holiday every year. It's the biggest, mm. biggest amount in any, right. any, any segment. And hotels are full of millennials, particularly weekends and they're the people they want to target. So millennials are moving into, a lot of millennials are moving into virtual reality and Web3. So hotels are very, very keen to target 
keep up with their audience. So they're investing a lot in, in Web3. Uh, and what users really want to find out is actually the local area. So they want to find out not just about the hotel, but about you know, again, the local pubs, the restaurants, the art galleries, etc. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give people a, you know, a snapshot, 15, 30, 30 seconds, fully immersed. So you really get to feel what it's like in that local area. And then for the hotel, they want you to go and stay in that area and stay with them. Right. Now, I know you've got a long history of entrepreneurship involved in a, a lot of startups, some of them very successful. Why did you need to come on Block Dojo? It seems like you would be somebody who'd be telling entrepreneurs how to do it rather than going through their program, rather. No, I've learned, I've, I, I've, I've learned a lot. So my, my background, you're right, my background is I've done some successful ventures. So I've been in you know, gaming, with Play to Pay, Shazam, in terms of you know, music, I've done, done a range of, range of things. Um, and I'd work with some of my, my fellow co-founders are in the travel industry from, from um, Travel Curious, and they, um, they wanted to set this company up last year. They'd been targeted by their existing clients to, to set it up, and we felt that this was a fantastic way to quickly get a proposition together, validate it, and you know, bring it bring it to market and in front of investors. If Block Dojo didn't exist, do you think that you would have had to work in blockchain to the idea, or did you have to put that in in order to get accepted on this program? No. So uh, the Dojo is, is Web three in general. We do also have a blockchain angle. So when you when you complete, you know, going through our tour, you're completing challenges. It's like a treasure hunt in different landmarks. And once you complete the tour, there is a reward. So you know, the main sponsor of the tour, possibly a hotel, will give you a token that you can use when you actually visit the hotel in the real world. So probably a discount on staying there or a drink in the bar or something like that. So that will be powered by blockchain. Okay. So we are, we have a, we do have a blockchain angle. Right. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> so, so are you, will you be, will, will there be sort of travel verse tokens then that somebody can accumulate or? I, they, they will put, they, they in theory, yes, they will, but they will probably be tokens provided by the sponsor uh, of the of the tour. Right. So it's sort of like discount token. A discount token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, how have you found this this whole program? What has been valuable to you that you didn't know already? I think someone the other day called it like going back to school. So it's, it's for me, it's been very valuable to learn about blockchain. That's been that that's been fascinating, and more about uh, Web three. And, you know, starting to build a proposition. We, we have started building our MVP. And today I'm going to be showing a, a snapshot of that to our, to our audience. And we're looking to, to launch it in June, you know, first city tour in June this year in San Diego. So you've actually got a customer already. We already have. So that's really key for us. We already have a couple of names, big names lined up who have asked us to do this. And we're using, really using the book Jojo to accelerate the process to get us to market. Quicker. Sounds amazing. Well, really, really good thank luck you. with it, Alex. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. At Carstash, we are building the first of its kind digital passport for your car. It can be created right from the, from the production line by the manufacturer to track all the parts and devices inside the vehicle. Finally today, bringing the reliability of a blockchain solution to the car industry, it's Charles Feibel's Carstash. For the first time in history, blockchain will allow us to track the whole life cycle of a vehicle. So Charles, tell me about Carstash, please. Um, so Carstash is uh, basically creating a digital passport for car owners on blockchains for their, for their car so that they can store 
all the history and maintenance records of their cars. We plan on uh, releasing the app to users, but we're going to start first with businesses so that they can give uh, that logbook to their customers to create new relationship with them, basically, and new ways of uh, interacting with them. So if I buy a car from a certain garage, then what will happen? You will basically receive a, a logbook with your vehicle where you can, you will be able to use it in many other businesses like a mechanic and everybody uh, will be able to add some information to it. And so in that respect, the garage will be paying your business for providing the service. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And then if I take my car to uh, be serviced somewhere else, is it my job to upload that information to the app or what would happen? No, as a user, you will just come to the mechanic with your app and basically you could scan a QR code and add information to your logbook. Right. And then who would be paying you for that to happen? Uh, the businesses, but uh, on the other side, as I said, we plan to release the app to users and we plan to charge them to maintain the records uh, on a year-to-year uh, year basis. Basically. And how do you know that the data that is being put into it is valid? So actually, um, we have uh, users can add data them themselves, but we'll consider it as unverified. And if a business is part of the network, it will be able to add certified repairs and uh, documents to the logbook. Right, because I might go to some dodgy person around the corner and say, can you please say that I've just had my car serviced? And then they didn't do the job, but they said that I had. Yes, exactly. But it's already the case today. So we, we're, we're trying to improve the existing mechanism. So it's, it, it can still happen. And do you think the garages or the, yeah, it's probably garages mostly who would be your customers. Do, are they interested in this, do you think? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, when, when they have a vehicle that comes uh, into their garage, um, they are liable when the vehicle leaves. So they are interested in uh, knowing the previous history of the car. I mean, cars do have logbooks already, don't they? Yes, they have logbooks, but uh, there are some missing pieces in yes. there. But if you go to the Department of Transport, you can see the history of your car, I think, to some extent. You, you can see, if, for example, if the car has been stolen, if the car has been crashed, but you can see if, uh, for example, you change your tires or things right. like that, which are crucial information when you sell the car to someone else. And how did you get from, I know you live in France, how did you come up with this idea and find yourself on the Satoshi Block Dojo program here in London? Um, it's actually funny. The idea started because I experienced the problem myself. Um, not really on the history side, but I tried to sell my car and had a lot of problem getting paid and things like that. So at that point, I realized that there was a lack of transparency uh, and, and a lack of trust between people. So I, I wanted to build a solution that solved that. And I was already into the BSV community. So I saw the Black Dojo program and decided to apply. Right. And do you think this is something that uh, is going to be a good example of what Bitcoin SV in particular can do as opposed to other crypto? Well, we don't call it a cryptocurrency, but other currencies in this area. 
Yes, absolutely. I think it will demonstrate that we can create trust between people. And ultimately, the, the logbook for car owners is the first step because our solution can uh, enable um, basically all actors from the car industry to, to work together. When you've done the technology and created the app, how are you going to market it to get people to start using it, do you think? Uh, we Our first target would be people that care about their car. So uh, we will probably be focusing on um, car collectors and car communities at first, people that own uh, luxury cars, because if you don't have the proper history of the car, the car loses value very fast. Right, so that's good, because they've got a proper financial incentive to... Exactly. take part <laughs> yeah exactly well really good luck with it um, it's an exciting idea and I hope it goes well thank Perfect. you very much thank you thanks very much to Charles and all my dojo guests today but this is only the start there'll be more entrepreneurs from cohort 4 next week when I'll be finding out about mobile money in Africa and a plan to strengthen democracy So please join me, Charles Miller, next week for another CoinGeek Conversation.